Congratulations. <laughs> you are listening to 260 Pounds of Oreos. With Hannah. And Michaela. I'm Michaela. Yeah, and I'm Hannah. Sorry to mislead. <laughs> <laughs> so today on the podcast, we are talking about change. Yes. And speaking of change, we are in kind of a significant location. That so, we are. Yeah. So we are in my old house. Well, technically this house still belongs to me. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in it. That'd be weird. But basically- We broke into. <laughs> uh, it's ours still for a few more days. But basically, my family has sold my childhood home and moved to another town. So everything's moved out of the house that we're sitting in currently to our new house. But this one still belongs to us, so we're sitting in here, and it's empty and weird. It's super weird. Yeah. Yeah, so change can definitely be weird, I think. Sometimes it can be a little bit disorienting, and Hannah and I both have gone through significant change this year. Um, We graduated from high school, Mm -hmm. and then we moved away for the first time to go to college. Yes. And both of us moved away for school, so Mm -hmm. that was a big change. And we've had to meet new people and just yes. go through a completely different experience of life. And the podcast is changing also because we hadn't done it in a really long time. That's true. And but, then we came back for a little bit. Yeah. And we got our friend to make us a super cool video. So check out Lucy Shout Cameron out to Films. Lucy. Yes, Lucy Cameron Films. Woo! Yeah, so that's super cool. And um, we're trying to have a more consistent intro um and we're gonna try to improve our sound quality in the future maybe yes and maybe not use voice memos i know i know we um like to keep our podcast super authentic and by that i mean we don't understand technology (laughs) so we just film it all in hard yes michaela tries really michaela has spent probably seven hours this weekend attempting to do some things that all failed so (laughs) But, you know, change is painful. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yes. And even good change, which we're going to talk about, like change that you make yourself to improve on your life can be painful. Yes. Yes, it can. Um, Especially if you're trying to, like, implement something new that you're doing. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes you may be like, is it even worth it to change this thing about my life? Which I think is an important question to ask. Like, is it worth it? Yes, and then there are the changes that happen to you that you don't choose, that are maybe good, maybe bad, that can sometimes be unexpected, and then of course there are inevitable changes, like getting older or moving Mm -hmm. to a new phase of life, like being too old for high school and having to either go to college or do something that's not high school. Yes, but first off, we're going to talk about a self-implemented type of change so it is 2019 it's a new year um hannah did you make any new year's resolutions this year um yes and no so what i did was uh basically on the first day of the year i just pulled out my diary and made kind of this list of things that i wanted to improve on i guess or list of things that i wanted to do it was sort of just a stream of consciousness thing it like, most of it wasn't really that specific. There were a few specific goals, like I want to, I don't know, eat less palm oil or I want to accomplish this thing. And then some of it was more vague. But 
even though I just did that personally, I feel like if I'm going to um, actually do well with those goals, I know that like writing down goals can be really effective. But what I've learned is when I write goals down in a diary, I forget about them because it's not like I'm constantly going back through my old journals. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Personally, I don't make New Year's resolutions usually. And um, for me, the new year doesn't feel like January 1st does not feel like a day that really begins a big change. Yeah. Like the whole Christmas break time for me is always just a blur. Mm -hmm. And it's not something where I'm like, wow, this feels like a fresh beginning. Nothing about it feels fresh to me. And I think that if you're going to make a change in your life, then it has to be something that you, like, are excited about and that you don't need, like, just a New Year excuse in order to do Mm -hmm. it. And I think that the whole idea of a New Year is stupid because, I mean, every day, like, today is January 14th and it's a new year. And a year from now, it will be January 14th, 2020. And, you know, every moment is the start of a new year. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and like yesterday, I mean, I began my 20th year. I mean, I turned 19. People always say, you know, have a great 19th year. And I'm like, well, I just finished it technically. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, I <laughs> I made like an Instagram post on my 19th birthday. And I was like, um, like excited to have like to begin my 20th year of life or whatever. Yeah. And people were like, you're 20? And I was like, no, that's not how that works. Your first birthday is the day you were born. You are zero years old on that day. Yes, yes. And the passage of time is something that I, too, get confused about. Like, (laughs) I've been journaling. (laughs) Okay, I have a few examples here. (laughs) So I've been journaling. And pretty much every day I write January 2nd, 2018. (laughs) January 5th. 2018 and then I look back and I'm like wait it's 2019 and also I have a very shameful story yesterday was Hannah's birthday (laughs) I pride myself in being really good at remembering birthdays like I know so many people's birthdays and I got to her house she's having a birthday party I got there you know we're having fun and everything and later I was like oh you know are you excited for your birthday tomorrow or like it's almost your birthday yeah you were like well it is almost your birthday I'm like "Mm, is my birthday. And I was like, no, it's not. Don't try to make me feel bad about myself like that. There's no way. I know that today's the 12th and I know your birthday's the 13th. And she was like, no, today is the 13th. And I looked at my calendar and it said it was the 13th. I don't know if you don't know what day it is or if you don't know what day my birthday is, but my birthday is definitely the 13th. That's definitely today. Which would make you feel worse. Or my whole family is wrong. Which would make you feel worse that that I forgot your birthday and I forgot what day it was. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... What were we talking about? We're talking about New Year's <laughs> resolutions. Yeah. And mine is to remember people's yeah. birthdays and remember what day it is. The thing that has been somewhat more effective for me with resolutions or goals and stuff is rather than writing it in a journal that I'll never, like, open again, is one thing that I did. It was the year 2016. I didn't call them resolutions exactly. They were just, like, goals for 2016, but I mm-hmm. had, like, these individual pieces of square paper and on each one I wrote down a goal and then I drew a little box next to it and I put all of these on my wall and so anytime I did one of those things I would just check off the box or if I didn't accomplish that thing then that box would just be unchecked yeah and so then I would feel that shame no but yeah um. I and I want to say I am very pro goals I'm super goal yeah. oriented I love like in August like the start of new school year I mean 
I love like making goals, but that looks a little bit different for me now than it did in the past. Like in high school, it was more specific events that were easy to mark that I had completed. Like go to state tennis or medal in this, things like that. Yeah, for me, it was like achieve this race time or whatever. That was most of the stuff that I had on my Mm. wall in 2016. Yeah, or certain grades. But coming into college, I was like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if saying I want a 4.0 is going to be a little too lofty. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll be okay with getting a few Bs. Like, Mm. you know, I wasn't sure what my standards were yet for the year. My goal was kind of like more general stuff like not getting in a car accident because I was driving (laughs) one-way streets yeah yeah there were there were one-way streets in the town that I go to college in but just like driving in bigger cities than I was used to and driving longer and in different situations than I'm used to I was worried Mm -hmm. about that I did accomplish that goal and I know we've talked a little bit about like how we sometimes think it makes more sense to make like a beginning of school year goal rather than a new year goal yeah because I I definitely actually used to do that quite a bit mm-hmm. back in like grade school, middle school, high school. Uh, my goal was always the same throughout grade school. I was going to keep my desk clean. That never happened. Yeah. I think that I prefer beginning of school goals because yeah. it's not fun to set goals unless there's a sense of excitement with it. And for me, the beginning of school was always a time where it was like, I'm getting all these new books and I'm starting a new year with new people. And it just felt like a fresh start every year. Yeah. And for us, that really is more of like a new year and new stuff than the actual new year. Yeah, for sure. Because generally, like in our history anyway, the new year is just like, okay, I'm going back to the same school. I'm in the same grade, basically same people, same classes. Mm -hmm. That isn't true anymore in college with same classes, but. No, but still it's like just a date that's, in the middle of a winter break. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird. But I also think my other issue with New Year's resolutions is the idea that you're going to set this goal and then you are going to do it for this year. Like, for instance, if you're like, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to eat healthy in 2019. Okay. You may, a year is a long time to keep up something yeah. like that that you don't plan on keeping up forever. Like, I think if you're going to be like, I'm going to eat healthy for this year, you should be like, I'm going to eat healthy for the rest of my life. And so you need to, like, pick things that are going to be a lifestyle change and not just, like, a time thing. Like, it's fine to be like, okay, I'm going to test the waters and not eat sugar for a week or for a month. But, like, to be like, I'm not going to eat this for a year? Yeah. That's just not realistic. And it's important to set super realistic goals I think like you need to stretch yourself, but they can't be too lofty because then you're going to get discouraged and then you're going to quit and you're going to be no better off than you were when you started. And over winter break, are there really that many people who are in the state of mind to be like adding some new change like right after Christmas? I mean, eating healthy, of course, is probably it's definitely one of the most common like New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. But this is right after Christmas when you've probably eaten all this junk food. And so I think sometimes people will make that sort of goal because they just had Christmas and they feel terrible after eating all this bad stuff. But that's not necessarily the best time to like have a sudden strict change. No. I think if you are wanting to make a change in your life, that is great and you definitely should do that. But just because you didn't make it on January 1st doesn't mean you can't make it on January 2nd or make it some other time and make it like when it, and people are always like, you're never going to do it if you don't do it today. 
I disagree with that in some ways. I think it's okay to put it off, but you need to like put it someplace that makes sense in your life. Like if you're like, okay, I'm going to start working out every day. I mean, if you're going to make that resolution, like maybe it makes sense to wait and start that when you're like life is in the situation like have a set date because or else you're never going to do it you're going to keep putting off but you're like okay this is when it makes sense because at this time I'm moving to this place and this is where the gym's going to be or things like that again I think healthy eating resolutions are just complicated in general yeah so it doesn't matter where the earth is in relation to the sun yeah because (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, but no, it I doesn't mean, matter what day of the year it is. Like, yeah. January 1st is just a totally, the new year is just a totally arbitrary thing based on where the earth is in relation to the sun, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because the earth is just going to keep going around the sun, and that's not going to change for a long, long time. Yeah. <sighs> Hannah, what is your best advice for, like, if I were to make a goal? How do you think I should, or if I wanted to make a change in my life, how would you go about making that change? Because you made a big change in your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, probably the biggest change that I've been successful in making in my life, this was back when I was 13, was uh, becoming a vegetarian. Um, But I guess my advice for making a change and sticking to it is... um, First of all, like if it's something that you're able to be specific with, then being specific can be a very helpful thing. Uh, it can also be good to kind of tell other people about this goal so they can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes yeah. it's like hard to tell people about goals that you have, especially if they seem like big goals to you because you're worried that you're not going to accomplish that thing and that you're going to fall really short and it's going to be really embarrassing and you think that people are going to be like, oh, why'd you think she could do that? And Mm -hmm. So it can be kind of difficult to do that, but it can be really helpful to um, have people to help hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, it's good to definitely feel really convicted in like your reasons for what you're trying to do um, and to remind yourself of those. Because so when I became a vegetarian, it was it was after watching a Netflix documentary. Um, Well, when I say it's not a Netflix documentary, it's not a made-by-Netflix documentary. It was a documentary that I saw on Netflix. (laughs) It just occurred to me that Netflix is doing all this original stuff now, so I felt like I had to clarify. This is back before Netflix original. (laughs) Yeah. We had just gotten Netflix when this happened, but I saw this documentary, and it gave me all of these reasons why I wanted to be a vegetarian, and so um, that became something that I felt strongly about, and so something that helped me along was continuing to like read about my reasons for doing this and always reminding myself of those. Ever since I became a vegetarian, I've met so many people who have said to me, oh, I'm going to be a vegetarian or I'm going to try to be a vegetarian. And what I always see happen is if they don't seem to know their reasons for doing it, they always fail. Mm -hmm. And another thing is like, so some people, I know a few people who can go cold turkey on stuff and it goes great. There are people who have told me, you know, if I don't go cold turkey, then I won't do it. So if that's you, you just have to know yourself. If that's you and that works, then fine. I feel like for most people, that's not effective. Um, mm. I became vegetarian pretty gradually. I challenged myself to go 40 days without meat. And then after that, I ate a little bit of meat. And then I just kind of was like, I'm not feeling this anymore. So it can be good to like say, okay, I'm going to 
do this thing for this amount of time so that you're not saying, oh, I'm going to do this forever. And then sometimes you'll find if you can handle it for that amount of time, then you can do it forever. Mm. But it's good to not have like the pressure of forever and ever on yourself at first. Yeah, I think it's important to keep your inner dialogue about yourself positive when making these kind of changes. I think about, I mean, I never was like a huge pop drinker, but I mean, I drank a decent amount of soda and like sugary drinks and stuff. And it wasn't like I was like, I need to make this change. But then one year I like gave it up for Lent. And so like, you know, for that period of time, I didn't drink any of it. And then I went back and it was like, I could have it. But then I kind of was like, I don't really want to. And it's important to like listen to yourself and know like why you want the things that you want. Like if Mm -hmm. you're like, I want to sleep in, you know, maybe your resolution is you're like, I want to get more done in a day and I want to get up earlier. Well, you know, sometimes you just need to know your body and be like, well, your body needs sleep right now. And like, maybe you aren't a morning person and that's okay. Like, I think it's important to realize that just because society is saying you need to eat this way or you need Mm -hmm. to exercise this amount or you need to do this thing, like you need to listen to yourself and figure out what things genuinely, not out of laziness, but genuinely make you feel good. Yeah. And I think when you're like more honest with yourself you can start to realize when you don't want things the way that you think you do if that makes sense yeah because I think about how like so I have in the past few years gone like more vegan and so all my life I have loved ice cream and I feel like I'm just in this um I feel like I've a lot of the time had this mindset that I'm always in a state where I could eat ice cream and like it but then there have been times where I'll sit and I'll I'll be thinking about eating ice cream. Well, this hasn't happened recently, but like a few years ago, like I'd be thinking about eating ice cream and I just like assumed that I wanted it. But then when I actually sat down and thought of it, I was like, that actually doesn't really sound that appealing. Oh, I totally understand that. I think about going out to eat and I would look at the menu and like, I would be like, okay, I know that I like French fries and I know that I like like maybe chicken strips or something like I know that I like these foods but what kind of sounds good is a salad right now but I would never order the salad because I'd be like well I'm not dieting right now or I'm not like trying to be healthy right now so you know I'm gonna treat myself when really like a treat to myself would have been just eating the salad because that's what I that's what my body wanted in that moment Mm -hmm. but like I think it's hard because we have such this culture where we think, okay, foods that are unhealthy equals foods that are a treat. That I don't want. Or that I do want. Yeah, foods that are unhealthy, like, are a treat. And therefore, if I want to reward myself, I'll eat that food. Yeah. But, like, food shouldn't be, like, a reward system. Like, or just anything that you're doing when you're making a change. I think it's important to sit down and be like, why am I making this change? And, like, you know, just because I've heard that it's supposed to be hard, I mean, does that mean that, like, because it's difficult that it's, you know, punishment? Yeah. Like, don't think of it as a punishment thing when you're making a change. Like, don't think, like, I have to work out every day and this is the worst part of my day, but I'm going to do it, you know? Because then you're going to get discouraged. Just be like, okay, I know that I'm going to feel better after I do this because mm-hmm. I'm going to like, you know, and like, look how that cool, like, accomplishment. yeah, like look how cool my body is that I am capable of doing these things that I'm capable of moving myself in this way. And I think it's good also, like if you are going to reward yourself to maybe find ways that aren't related to the thing that you're trying to do. 
So if you're trying to eat less sugar, then don't reward yourself by eating more sugar. Reward yourself by going to a movie or something. Yeah. So you can maybe stop associating the thing that you're trying to quit doing Mm -hmm. with a positive. My other advice for making change in your life is that if you do it one way and you fail, you probably will fail. You're, I mean, making a change is hard and you probably will fail at some point, Mm -hmm. but like, Try again, but don't try in the same method. Like, yeah. doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is, like, the definition of insanity. Yeah. I mean, don't do yeah. that. Like, like I said, every year I made the goal that I was going to keep my desk clean. And I was like, this year is the year. But that never happened. And have you noticed how literally every new year, like, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, people are always tweeting, 2019, this is my year. This is the year for me. And I'm like, okay, well, if you looked back at 2018, did you tweet like that exact same thing? Yeah. And was 2018 your year? Because according to your Twitter, that would be no. But. I think mindset is important, but yeah. having a strategy is more important. You yeah. know, you got to be like, okay, 2019 is my year because, in, you know, compared yeah. to what I did last year, I'm changing these things and I'm going to change them in this way and I'm going to write it down and I have a full-blown plan and if it fails, that's okay. And I'm going to figure out where it failed and I'm going to change that. Yeah. That's my advice. Yes. So, yeah, sometimes we make change ourselves. And sometimes yes. change attempts to break us. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we both moved to college. Mm-hmm. That was kind of an inevitable change. Just like a, I mean, not that we had to go to college, but just yeah. uh, we had to not be in high school. Anymore. We had we to had leave. Something they changed. said, sorry, your grades are good. You got to get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, fine. We had to age. We had to age. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think that even happy change is stressful. Yeah. And sad in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little bit of a mourning. Yeah. I. So I think about when I got the cat that I have currently. Her name is Lulu. And so I had one cat before her. That cat's name was Kersey. And it was six months after Kersey passed away that we got Lulu. And by this time, I remember that week, I was so excited and I felt like I was so ready. I felt like I had really recovered enough. But then when the day that we brought her home, I remember like I felt happy, but then after a while, I actually started to feel really sad because then suddenly I like started missing Percy in a way that I hadn't in a while and I mean my second cat was in no way like some sort of attempt to replace my first it was just we didn't have a cat and we needed to have another cat but I it just suddenly made me miss Kersey yeah and then it actually made me really sad for a bit and then I wondered like did I do this too soon but I mean now I know that that definitely wasn't the case because Lulu's great I love her to death (laughs) Yeah, I think like with graduation, I had similar emotions and where when I graduated, I wasn't that sad. Like I had part of me that was a little bit sad, but I thought like graduation day was really fun. Mm -hmm. And then during the summer, I was like doing different things. And I was like, you know, college is scary, but I'm excited. I'm like going to learn how to drive in Kansas City and I'm going to meet all these people and it's scary, but like I'm excited. I'm happy I'm not in high school anymore. And then I got to college and suddenly I was like, I am never going back to high school. Yeah. And there were all these things, like, it was fall and fall. Just, I had never had a fall where I wasn't, like, 
I mean, I hadn't had a fall in the past four years where I wasn't, you know, doing marching band and playing tennis and all these things that I loved to do. And it was just really sad. Suddenly I was like, wow, it's like that part of me has died and I am no longer the same person. Like I can't define myself by things I used to do and by who I used to be. And I just got so sad. I was like, that part of my life is dead. Like I'm never going to see that version of myself Mm -hmm. again. I remember my first few weeks of college were actually really great, I think. And I feel like I, I mean, it was definitely stressful in some ways, but I feel like I personally just had a really weird reaction to the stress and change of it all where like, I remember those first two or three weeks, I was like, just this weirdly idealized, productive, clean version of myself. Because I remember <laughs> I um, I would get up at 5 in the morning with no problem. Like, my alarm would go off at 5, and I would just wake up and not have any issues, not have to drag myself or anything. I kept my desk really clean, which I never do. I didn't procrastinate all my homework or anything, and so I was doing really great. And I was like, great, I'm going to be efficient and smart this year. But then, and I didn't feel like, sad about anything at all or homesick but then sometime a few weeks in it was like stuff kind of came crashing down I guess and um my schoolwork was never really very hard or anything but I just suddenly I was like back into old habits and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like I don't know it's like I think that big of a change like even though I didn't really feel stressed I think I was really affected by stress and so it made me like it was almost in like a good way it's just that it wore off yeah it's fascinating every person deals with change so differently yeah and every I mean it's the same as grief like I'm not comparing it Mm. to grief necessarily but I mean every person deals with like big stresses in their life so differently and there's no way to be like like I think about when a person dies and you're like wow they mourn kind of weird that's not Mm. a thing you can't be like you aren't the appropriate amount of sad like you know I mean every person is so different and we all deal with things that are difficult in different ways I almost never deal with really stressful things the way that I expect to oh no me neither I think about when my grandma died and it was super unexpected my dad shows up to our school and you know I get called down to the office I go downstairs and he's like crying he's like Michaela like grandma just died and I didn't cry all. I looked at him. I don't remember feeling shocked. I was like, literally what I said, I said, okay. (laughs) And he was like, "Um, do you want to come home? And I was like, dad, it's finals week. I need to go back to class. And he was like, okay. Because my dad was like standing there crying. I know. And so then I just walked back up to my classroom and I went and I sat down and I like turned to the person saying nice to me. I was like, my grandma just died. And like, she was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And then I just kind of sat there. And like, I mean, I don't know. You deal with, and like yeah. with going to college, like I had no idea how I was going to deal with it. I remember when my parents left, I imagined I would like, because they were crying and like mm-hmm. I was just like fine, you know? Yeah. And then I just got in this weird state of mind. I get what you mean. Like I feel like I kept everything super clean for a little while. Yeah. And the waking up early, that's so funny. Like, when my alarm would go off, like, I would wake up hours before my alarm. I am not a morning person. I would be waking up at 7, which isn't that early, but, like, for me, that's yeah. early. <laughs> but I would be waking up at 7, like, ready to go. I was, like, I don't know. I think it was the adrenaline and the mm-hmm. feeling weird in a new environment kind of thing. Yeah. And then everything just started to feel like a dream. Like, I just didn't feel like anything was real. Yeah. 
ever. It was so bizarre. Like, I remember I went to KU, um, where Hannah and my other friend go, and so I went there to see them one weekend, and I remember, like, you know, we talked, and we went to church, and then we ate lunch and stuff, and then I drove back, and I was like, I know that I saw them, but it felt so strange. Like, I feel like we were talking, but I don't remember, like, having fun or being happy, and like it was just so bizarre and I remember I came home for one weekend and I thought that I was gonna like then go back and feel homesick but instead it was just weird because like I don't feel like I belong at home anymore and I don't feel like that anymore now Mm. but at that period of time I felt like that but yeah so basically big changes like that are so weird yeah and it's okay to kind of feel sad even if it's happy change even if like you know someone in your family got married and you're like really excited but like still your family just grew and it's never Mm going to be the way it was before they got married again or a baby's born like it's never going to go back to the way it was before again and it's okay to be sad about that Mm -hmm. I feel like if we have uh anybody listening to this who's like still in high school we probably just scared them for college okay I hope that reassures you that if you are in your first semester and things are like difficult in any way that you're not the only one absolutely (laughs) and it like a lot of things about the first semester were great and I think that I don't know do you have advice for dealing with big change for dealing with big change um well I think one thing would be trying to find ways to be excited about whatever the change is. Like with my new house, there's this weird chandelier thing that I can just kind of meet. My parents don't like it, so they might get rid of it, but maybe we can move it to my room or something. I don't know. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> if Hannah's mom's listening to this, keep the chandelier. Yeah. No. Yeah, finding something to be excited about is definitely important. Yeah. I think it's important to not glorify the past. Yeah. Because it wasn't perfect. I mean, I'm over here yeah. like, oh, I kind of miss high school. But if I go back and read my journals exactly. from high school. I was going to say, read your journals and look at all the terrible things Oh, that my gosh. Yeah. And that makes it sound like, <laughs> don't feel like your life sucks right now because it sucked in the past, too. No. Yeah. But, and, like, know that probably in – something that is, like, reassuring for me to think about but also scary is realizing that most likely there's – a future me out there who is feeling nostalgic about the period of life that I'm in right now. Right. I don't know if that makes me feel happy or sad. That makes me feel a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it only gets worse from here. No. But again, I think it's really important to remember that things weren't perfect in the past, but you got through it and now you're looking back on it. You're thinking, wow, that was so much fun because there are so many great days that stick yeah, out in your mind. entering a new phase of things that you'll have to be nostalgic about, which, mm-hmm. I mean, like we said, sounds kind of sad, but you're, like, about to experience, like, a whole new, like, all these things that you're going to, like, really treasure yeah. in and the future. Also, you know, sometimes it feels like the your past died, but you still mm-hmm. have those memories. Like, it's not like it's gone. I mean, yeah. you still, you know, think about a really fun vacation you went on. Like, you don't think, oh, I'm so sad that that vacation is over. I'm so sad I went on that. You think about all the fun stuff that you did during it, and you still have those memories, and you still think about them and feel happy. Yeah, and something, okay, so I know that basically, like, everybody has probably heard of the show Tidying Up on Netflix. It's pretty popular. I've, I mean, I just hear it talked about all the time, 
but there's something in, I think her name is Marie, her approach to getting rid of things that I think can kind of be applied to like dealing with change and saying goodbye to something that you're leaving or like a phase of life or whatever is so, okay, if you don't know the concept of the show, basically there's this uh, Japanese girl named Marie and she wrote this book about, well, tidying up. And so she helps people organize and also like go through their stuff and get rid of things. And um, what she always says is if it doesn't spark joy, don't keep it. But what she says to do when you have something that you know you should get rid of is before you get rid of it, you thank whatever object it is. Yeah. And so I feel like by doing that, you kind of acknowledge like whatever it did for you at one point, even if you know that's something that you need to say goodbye to. So if you have like some sort of phase of life that you're leaving, it can be helpful to be like, thank you, whatever it is. Yeah. And that can kind of help you move on from it. Yeah. Like I miss high school, but also I'm so thankful like for those years because I know they were very formative for me in my life now. And I'm not, I mean, some people are like, I peaked at this certain point of your life, Mm -hmm. but you're still the same person that you were then. And you still are capable of those same things and more like every day you're adding onto your skill set and you're adding onto the like people that, you know, like think of all the relationships I mean, I plan to keep my high school relationships, mm-hmm. but I'm adding college relationships, and I meet yeah. so many new people, and that's amazing. And think about how, like, you know, things are changing, but there's people who are coming into your life, and there's horrible parts of your life that are ending, and without change, like, you can never have the bad things, like, become happy. Yeah, and something that this makes me think of is, so, our junior year of high school in our honors English class we read this book called Tuesdays with Maury. And if you've never read it, what it's about is... It's by um, Mitch Album. Yeah. So it's a nonfiction, actually. And so this guy, Mitch, he had like a college professor or something, maybe? Like some sort of teacher. Yeah, college professor. Yeah. And so that professor's name was Maury. And when he's writing in the book, Maury is, I don't know how old, probably 60s or 70s. Either way, he's like... He's old, at least, and he has ALS, so he's, like, kind of on his deathbed. And so Mitch is probably in his 40s or something, and every Tuesday he goes to Maury, and they just, like, talk about life and stuff. And so there's one part where uh, Mitch asks Maury, he's like, do you miss being young? Do you miss being this age? And he says, no, I'm not, I'm not jealous of people who are 15 years old because I've been 15 years old before. I'm not jealous of people who are 30 because I've been 30 before. And now I get to be 70 or I don't remember how old he was, yeah. like I said. But it's like you got to be that at one point and now you're something else. So you should enjoy whatever it is you are now. And even if you look at, I mean, I might look at a five-year-old and be like, darn, I really miss being in kindergarten. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't wish I were them because, I mean, they'll, they get as much time to be five as I did and then they eventually have to be 19 like I am now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm like, wow, jealous of those high school kids off. You know, yeah. I, the hardest thing for me was watching my tennis team mm. and watching them, like, 
and they did really well this year and watching them being mm-hmm. like, wow, I wish I was there. But you know what? They all get four years to play tennis, just like I got four years. And this exactly. is just one of their four years. And there may have been people when I was a sophomore and we won regionals that were looking back like, wow, you know, that's not fair. I mean, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have. But you can't like have regrets about your past because you did things the way that you did them for a reason. Like, you know, I'm sometimes like, wow, I wish I would have done better at tennis because, you know, I wish I would have worked harder. But looking back like I did the best I could with the time I had and I was trying to strike a balance and so don't have regrets about the way you did things in the past because you did them that way for a reason yeah so another another change that I think I guess we sort of talked about it a bit um sort of a subset within the kind of change that we're talking about is change that may or may not be inevitable but is unexpected in some way because if you think about us graduating high school and going to college I mean we always knew that that was going to happen we knew when that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you think of like unexpected changes, like this has never happened to me or anything. But just an example would be if you, I don't know, were involved in some sport and then you like had some, you suddenly had like a severe injury that like kept you from playing it ever again. So that would be an unexpected change mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be like mentally prepared for. Mm-hmm. I don't have as many of those in my life I guess I can only really think of one but do you have any or like advice for ways of dealing with that because sometimes or do you think that's harder or easier than dealing with more expected changes or mm-hmm. what are your thoughts huh I'm trying to think of like a change that came about unexpectedly for me um I mean the only thing I can think of I think of my sophomore year was probably the moment where I had the most change happen because my grandma passed away unexpectedly. And then I also um, had some medical issues happen. And um, so I wasn't able to play sports for a period of time. Um, And then I later had surgery. And I ended up going out for track randomly (laughs) because then I was like cleared to do something. And then I like went out for track randomly. I don't know why. (laughs) And then I had surgery right after track. But, um, and my um, sister got out of a really long-term relationship. So there was just like a lot of change happening in my life. And I don't remember, like I was, you know, grieving, I guess. And like, it was like hard, but I tend to be, I feel like I'm pretty good at dealing with unexpected change. I feel like I'm fairly good at rolling with the punches, I guess. (laughs) But um I guess my advice is just try to be adaptive and it totally depends on what kind of change like if you're dealing with like a death of a family member like that's completely different and I don't really Mm -hmm. have advice for that because every situation is so different and every person grieves so differently so I don't really have advice for that but I think if you're dealing with a kind of change where you're no longer able to do something that makes you really happy I think it's important to realize that your identity is not based in that activity and to try to look for other things that bring Mm -hmm. you joy and to try to do those other things and to not be like wow I was gonna have four years to play volleyball but I tore my ACL and now I only have three years and that's so unfair I got cheated out of a year well guess what you still have time you still have you know now you don't have that to go to that hour of practice every day or two hours of practice and you don't have to spend all that time and you now have time to spend with your family or maybe make new friends or maybe start a business or start something Mm. like do something that makes you happy and use that time in that new way and be grateful for the change and embrace it 
It's sort of how I, this just made me think about vegetarianism again. <laughs> but people, um, when they think about being vegetarian, they're like, oh, I've missed meat so much. But I don't really think of my life experiences. Like, the thing is, just because I stopped eating meat, I don't eat any less food than I used to. I just happen to be pulling foods from a different category than I used to. I'm still eating as much food. Yeah. So, like, if you can't play volleyball anymore or whatever, you still have as much time to, like, do meaningful things. It's yeah. just you can't do that one anymore. Just find a way to get excited about a change. And I know it's yeah. a really traumatic change. Like, if you got really sick or something mm-hmm. like that, that's something that is going to be almost impossible to be excited about. But try yeah. to see the bright side in it. Like, if you, you know, got diagnosed with some kind of a disease, like – Try to, like, be an example for other people with that and try to help people with that. Like, I think there's... like, something to be happy about. Yeah, or if you lost someone you love, like, now you can be more empathetic to others who are going through that. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's a good thing because it definitely isn't, but there's always... It's definitely really hard. There's always a silver lining. And if you can find that, you can at least, like, maybe start to find some purpose and some reasoning into... Maybe mm-hmm. why that thing happened, or it may not even be a reasoning, but there's always, if you're in a situation, there's always a way to make it better. Yes. So yeah. I hope you've learned some things Yes. from this, and if you're wanting to make some changes, a big change you should make is you should listen to our podcast more. Yeah. Oh, and another thing, this Thursday, this is sort of random, but I thought of it, is I have a haircut, and so... <laughs> <laughs> This is important for you to know. I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, like I'm going through a lot of change lately. And so sometimes people in this situation, you know, you think about getting like emotional haircuts. And I was like, emotional haircuts? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So we'll see if I do the same thing or if I shave my head or we'll see. It could be one of those things. Yeah. (laughs) Well, sometimes adding a new change can be a way of dealing with change or sometimes it can be a horrible mistake. Yeah. But <laughs> either way, look at it like a little kindergartner excited to start school. Like think about change as being fresh and new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make a big change, go for it. Do it. Yeah. We have faith in you. Yep. Well, bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>